Blog Talk Radio. Yo. What's up? What's going on? Chilling, man. Pat. Take it away, Pat. Let's do it. Okay, so a lot of changes in the sports world. Going into the Summer League recap, we're going to talk a little bit about the Lakers, the champions of the Summer League, uh, the available free agents, and we're going to have a uh, change of pace at the end, talk about a pretty important topic that I know the whole world is buzzing about. But let's start off with a uh, Summer League recap. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts about that? You know the Lakers won, and I know we're you know, purple and gold, so take it away. Summer League recap. Uh, definitely one of, definitely the most exciting summer league that I've ever watched. Uh, I watched most of the, I mean, the games that I was home for. I think it was the game right before the Lakers and including the Lakers. I was watching that. I mean, there was a lot of great players. Uh, Dennis Smith played well. Uh, that's the guy. That's my sleeper for rookie of the year after Alonzo Ball, of course. Um, due to for bias reasons, but uh, it was nice to see him hoop. Uh, Swan again out of Portland looks like uh, that was a solid uh, pickup by them. He's hooping, uh, but most importantly, my Lakers are balling. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I mean, he showed signs of struggle. He's definitely his jumper's not great. Um, but it's getting there. I mean, I think he's getting his rhythm. At least he's getting guys involved. And the most impressive thing to me is his assist-to-turnover ratio. This man's getting 10 assists with zero turnovers as a rookie. Uh, that is definitely not to be taken lightly. That's a great accomplishment. And Kuzma has been hooping. I think he's a steal of the draft at the t- at the 27th pick. I'm honestly static about that uh, D'Angelo Russell trade now. Uh, we got Kuzma in the mix. Uh, by the way, it's going to cause some interesting interesting things to happen uh, with the roster. I mean, I think there's going to be some people that can possibly be traded with the draft with the pick of Kuzma, but we can talk about that later. Uh, but overall, happy summer league. Uh, wish I saw Josh Hart play. Uh, and I hope uh, Lonzo Ball's little dings aren't a sign of things to come in during the season. I hope he can stay healthy, but uh, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I think that summer league was one of the best I've seen, at least in recent years. All the rookies seem to be on the same uh, kind of level talent-wise. Uh, but that talent was, I believe, kind of towards an elite or more elite level compared to the other rookies in the past years, and I might be a little off on that. Uh, but reflecting on, uh, you know, the top top ten players, uh, you know, the guy in on the Suns, I escaped my name, uh, escaped the name, excuse me. Uh, Josh Long- Jackson. Yeah, Josh Jackson, thank you. Uh, Josh Jackson, um, Tatum on the on the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the rookies, Dennis Smith, you mentioned. Um, yeah, these guys are influenced by, you know, LeBron, 
Kobe, late 90s, early 2000s players, Allen Iverson. And we're really seeing how players evolve into these monster, agile, uh, successful basketball players. Um, and so I think that the summer league was, dare I say it, probably the most exciting one at least I've seen in my lifetime, although I haven't seen very many. This one definitely seemed to be uh, the most memorable. Um, but, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, Ammon, what do you think? Man, um, I'm I'm excited about, like, the upcoming season. Um, I'm excited about the Summer League. I thought the Summer League was really good as far as the Lakers concerned. I mean, obviously they won, so they did what they're supposed to do. I think Lonzo Ball, I, I, man, I might be going overboard with this, but I think Lonzo Ball might be the best distributor next year. And if he's not, then it'll be the year after. I mean, he's just really gifted, like naturally gifted. And, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with, you know, the the Lakers. Uh, Kuzma, I'm excited about him. Um, I want him to be a three so he can back up Ingram. That way when Ingram sits down, like, we're not having, like, a big drop-off because uh, he's a scorer, man. He, he's, a, he's a scorer. He can, he can man, he's going to be good. I know he's going to be good. I feel like. We're gonna have some underrated bench depth. I mean, I don't, I don't want to see Corey Brewer still in the Lakers, and Ding obviously. But I feel like, I, well, I don't even know who the backup for Lonzo is gonna be. Do y'all know? Uh, no, that's yet to be determined. They're either they still have signed. I, I would take that blue dude. I would take that blue dude and make him a backup. At least he would be able to score for us. So that's why. Uh, oh no, Clarkson would right or no. Well, Clarkson would be a backup to KCP, but you could probably have Clarkson play the point. I mean, you could definitely mm-hmm. still bring Vander Blue and then have him play with Clarkson. I mean, they could both get buckets off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. So I can, I can see that. Um, yeah. But about I, Kuzma, I mean, man, I, I'll continue. Yeah, I was going to say, Go I, I, just – Based on, like, everything that we got, I feel like we're going to have good depth, like Brooke Lopez and then Zubac. Even though Zubac did disappoint me, I feel like he'll be okay as a backup for this year. Uh, Larry Nance backing up Rando, having Kuzma back up Ingram. That's what I want to happen. And I don't know who would back up KCP. I guess Corey Brewer. Um, I Like I said, I don't really care to have Dean play at all. Like, I just want to get rid of his contract. But yeah, overall, like I'm, just, I'm just excited to see what we do, and I'm really excited for preseason. I want to see how they gel early in preseason. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, preseason is going to be interesting, but in terms of matchups, I do think Kuzma, Kuzma is that kind of positionless player that Luke Walton is, is looking for. I mean, in, in interviews, he's been outspoken about, yeah, I can play any position. I mean, I'm player just put me out there so with that being mm-hmm. said I do think he would be a great stretch for I mean especially when we're going small if you want to play Randall at the five Kuzma at the four Ingram at the three I mean I think that's that's a nice kill lineup if you want to go small so I mean there's different mm-hmm. ways that you can have Ingram and Kuzma on the four with the ball I definitely want to see Kuzma Ingram 
Sam Owens on the floor at the same time at, at different stretches of the game, uh, especially next season. I mean, because we won't have a star, like there's no Lonzo. I mean, there's no Paul George or LeBron on the team yet, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So that segues into uh, the second, what we're talking about, second topic, the Lakers in general, champions of the Summer League this past year. I know we kind of mentioned a few different players. What are your guys' starting five for the Lakers? Who are your top three to four off the bench? How is KCP going to affect our team? And are there any superstars that evolve from this collection of players? And do we make the playoffs? Uh you want to go? Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, ask, ask the first question again. My bad. Sure, sure. Uh, starting five. And your top three to four off the bench. Okay, let's, let's stick with the top five. Okay. All right, so it was, it's going to go Gonzo, KTP, Ingram, Randall, uh, Brooke Lopez. I would have yeah, to do that. that. Uh, I would have Zubac, Nance, oh. uh, Kuzma, Clarkson. Those, those, those are the main guys that I could think of that I would have, like as like the next four. Yeah, uh, yeah. You definitely. I mean, like in, in terms of the six man, I think Clarkson will be the first guy off the bench. He'll be, you know, come in and, and either back up Lonzo, back up uh, KCP. Uh, KCP is going to be crucial. Uh, you asked about his impact uh, next season. I think he's going to be crucial because he'll be able to guard. Westbrook. He'll be able to guard um, the Currys, you know, the John Walls of the league, just different point guards. And with Lonzo's size, he'll be able to guard average two guards. I mean, he's 6'6", so that's going to be nice. I mean, that's something that even uh, Golden State doesn't have. Steph Curry can't guard all two guards. I mean, not ones that can score. Um, and uh, we – oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, I was disappointed with the box, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I thought, that, was, I thought he was going to shine more this summer. Dude, I don't see him being that great of a He's just slow to me, and he has no lift. Like, he can be skilled, but I I see him being a bench player. I don't see him being a starter in this league for a good team. He's very young. I don't see him being a starter anytime soon, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's – yeah, he's 20. He just – I don't know. He just – he's definitely not athletic. I mean, he can probably have the skill – I mean, he's a great bench player for us now, though. He's a great backup to, to Brooke Lopez. Um, my question is long-term, once we do, I mean, I doubt we sign Brooke Lopez again unless he takes, he's going to take a, a nice discount and he plays well this season. Uh, but I think we should go after DeMarcus Cousins, like Amos has said. And, that would be um, we should go from there, just sign DeMarcus Cousins and Paul George and leave that LeBron talk for someone else. Okay. I see you. Do you think the Lakers 
Well, here, my top five, my starting five, I agree with Ammons' is top five for short. Lonzo, KCP, Ingram, Randall, and then Brooke. And then off the bench, I have Clarkson, Nance, Kuzma, Zubak. But then I have uh, Blue, if he gets signed to active roster, to interchange with, uh, with Nance, actually. But no, actually, you know what? I take that back. Uh, interchange with Kuzma because he's a rookie. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you guys think that the Lakers make it to the playoffs uh, next year at the eighth seed, or do they have a chance to uh, be at least a seventh seed? I got them missing the playoffs this year. Uh-uh. Uh-oh. For now. Let's go. Let's go. Uh-oh. Yes. I mean, I'm just being real, dude. West is, West is stacked. I mean, I got to see how things pan out. Could happen. But if I'm, like, being a basketball analyst, looking at it objectively, I don't see it happening as as of right now. I got to see how Randall is. I mean, the really the, the, the real thing is Randall has to have elevated his game pretty significantly, and Ingram has shown signs of him elevating his game for off that one game in Summer League, but he needs to be that 19 uh, points per game type of player. And Lonzo has to do what Lonzo does consistently throughout the year. And KCP has to um, pretty much surpass our expectations. Same with Brook Lopez. And Kuzma has to be a first-team all-rookie type player. And that's, I think, I think that's enough stars in mind to make the playoffs. Okay. How about you, Hammond? No? I have to see how they play during preseason before I put them in a playoff spot. Like, I want to I wanna put them in the eighth spot, but I, I got to see. Because the thing is, like, even though this is going to be a different team than last year, I mean, the Lakers actually started off good, but then they showed their true colors. So I want to see, like, can they make the adjustments? Like, can they hold a lead? Because, like, that's the thing. Like, I can envision them, like, having a lead and then, like, losing it in the second or the third quarter. So I want to see if they can keep up the lead that they lost last year. Um, but, yeah, that would be my main thing. Yeah. And as far as, like, the whole this whole LeBron thing is concerned, no, I don't think it's smoke that, uh, that uh, Rich Paul and Rob Felica have been talking. I think they're being, like, just blunt about it because – I mean, I know there's such thing as tampering, but tampering is more like tampering is more harsh in the NFL than the NBA. Like, but with them, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're just being like really blunt about it, and like everyone in the league knows, like the Lakers need to get back to being at least one of the dominant yeah. teams or competitive teams. So, like, if if they want LeBron to come, like it's gonna happen. And my whole thing with the situation is that if LeBron's going to come, number one, he has to realize that he's not the system. The system's Luke Walton and Lonzo Ball. And number three, he's got to be a power forward. Um, yeah. This whole thing that yeah, Luke Walton is talking about, this whole thing that Luke Walton is talking about with this positionless basketball, 
it sounds crazy, and I'm I'm a bit of a traditionalist, so it's it's kind of hard for me to digest. But that's the era that we're in. So if you're gonna do that, then yeah, like he needs to be the power forward, and he needs to play off ball. And like I really don't want him facilitating that much. Like if he's gonna facilitate, it should be when he's um, in the post down low and he's trying to get someone the ball to hit a three. Like other than that, like no, like let Lonzo take care of the duties. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I I really just want Paul George and Demarcus Cousins. I mean, if we find a way to get rid of Ding, like yes, it's really gonna be possible to have like him, Cousins, and uh, LeBron. So I I mean, I just don't know. I, I'm baking on I'm baking on the Pelicans being bad again this year, and Demarcus Cousins just being like, screw it, man. Let me let me find like try to change this narrative on me that, like, I really don't care about winning by going to the Lakers. And I've been very critical of DeMarcus Cousins, but now that we have a leader in Lonzo and we got Luke Walton, we got Magic Johnson, I feel like he would act right under certain circumstances with the Lakers. Uh, And, yeah, like with Paul George, I don't think he's going to stay unless they make it to the Western Conference Finals. That's, That's what I think. And, yeah, like, pretty much that's how I feel about that situation. But, yeah, I just – I don't like the thought of, like, LeBron fans who hate the Lakers, like, fake supporting the Lakers because LeBron's on there. Like, no, like, you've been hating on us for years, so just stay away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, earlier when I was like, oh, smoke. Like, that was earlier in the day before I read all those articles, and I was like, okay, damn, they really did me. But, I mean, this is really just Rob Polinka. I mean, I think the root of this, he's a former agent. He's got relations with Mo. Rob Polinka's tapped in the NBA. I mean, that's why Magic chose him, because of situations like this. And I'm sure they've built rapport over the KCP signing. So, I mean, they've probably been talking back and forth for, for months now. And now it's just being com- it's just coming to the forefront. So, I mean, I, I definitely think it's a reality. I mean, LeBron James very well may be coming to uh, the Lakers. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, that's what I've been saying. I need him to play power forward. I mean, that does mean Julius Randle has to – we have to let him walk because he's due for a payday this offseason. And we can't pay Cousins, uh, LeBron, Paul George, and Julius Randle. Um, so if that happens and, and LeBron can commit to the Luke Walton the ball, Brandon Ingram system, then hey, mm-hmm. let's see. But it's just kind of hard. I mean, when, you, when you're uh, – but Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, like it's hard to really just fall into another system. So we'll see. All right. I think that that's like a, a good draw. I would honestly, I don't think the Lakers make it this year. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I give them 52. Let's just, go through, let's just go through the standings real quick. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Warriors, Spurs. Okay, Warriors will probably beat them twice, right? Yeah, no, like, I'm just going through a hypothetical one through eight. Like, there's no way Lakers are going to have oh. a better record than 
Warriors, Spurs, uh, Houston, OKC, that's four. You think uh, uh, who else? Um, Memphis? Okay, Timberwolves, six. I mean, they can get over the Jazz now with uh, Hayward out. They can be better than the Pelicans. Am I, who am I missing? You know? There's two teams. I said OKC, right? You said OKC. You said OKC was number like four. Houston three. Yeah. I first said two. Warriors one. Yeah, and then uh, Portland. Oh yeah, Portland. Okay, Portland five. So that's seven. Lakers. Dallas. We can be better than Dallas this year. Fuck that. We can be better than Dallas. Uh, oh, the Suns? I don't think we're a playoff team. Nah, we're better than the Suns. We're better than... We could be better than the Pelicans. I think it's going to come down to us and the Pelicans. So, yo. Oh, yo. You know, we're missing the Clippers because Chris Paul got traded. But the Clippers... Yeah, there's the Clippers. I mean, they got it. Experience with Blake Griffin, but and DeAndre, but they they're guard. I mean, they got Lou Williams, Beverly. They don't really have a true point guard, though. I think they're going to be a little lost this year. We'll see. But Blake. the Clipper Laker rivalry is definitely going to it's definitely leveled out, though. Or were you saying something? I agree, man. Do you want to talk about? Free agents, or do you want to go into uh, Amazon? Even oh, oh like, yeah, help bad, me with the damn what? Standings, What's up? Bro. <laughs> oh, I'll give you my standings. I was waiting for y'all to, to uh, finish. I'll give you my own standings, so. though. All right, go. All right, so uh, I got uh, I got Warriors first. Uh, OKC, Houston, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, and Trailblazers. That's seven. That eight? That's seven. Oh, so That's then the Clippers seven. and the Lakers will fight for the eighth spot. Damn. That's and Pelicans. Sounds about right. Like, that's pretty accurate. I well, feel like the top. Pelicans will be like. I feel like they won't make it. Like I just the Pelicans not going to make it, dude. Like, dude, half of the season Rondo is going to act a fool. Like people keep ignoring it. They're like, oh well, he he almost uh, brought the Bulls to beat the the Celtics or whatever. It's like, dude, half of the Bulls season was him like either on the bench was or dramatic. like away yeah, from the building. Yeah, the half the season yeah. was the most like, yeah, it was crazy. No, Rondo's, Rondo is uh, definitely not the player that, that he used to be. But, you know, the other teams that weren't in the playoffs last year from the West are Denver, New Orleans, Dallas. Denver De- Denver will definitely be in the hunt, though. Oh, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Sacramento, Minnesota, well, actually, they Lakers, and Phoenix. Nuggets going to be competitive, but, like, uh, they just, like, they don't have enough talent. I think that's the issue. 
which is always dangerous. Yeah. By the way, Clippers got Gallinari too. That's another secret pickup. Their front court is yeah. Coming. Well, you know what? Another thing too is the Clippers. Yo. Oh, yeah. I just said Yeah, but I was going to say the the Clippers season really hinges on on Blake Griffin. Like if he's out for at least half the season, then obviously they're not making the playoffs. But I, I'm going to kind of yeah. bank in that like he kind of gets some good luck this year and he doesn't miss that. And like they'll probably like slide in like the seven eight spot. And then, like, the Trailblazers, I mean, they're just the same. It's, like, it's just really unfortunate because Damian Lillard is such a great player. And by the time he gets out that contract, he's either going to be out of his prime or, like, at the end of his prime. And it's going to be, like, damn, like, what team can you go to now? Like, so, I, I yeah, that's why, he might as well, but, that's why he might as well just collect checks. But I think points will be better than they were last year. I mean, they're Mm-hmm. Nurkic is a, is a quality center, and mm-hmm. Swanigan can play decent. Uh, they'll be they'll be fine. I mean, they just need to get rid of any crap, man. Like he needs to that contract too. But it's crazy how uh, public they are with their uh, recruiting recruitment of uh, Carmelo. But no, uh, he, he's going he, he's like, going to Houston. New York, the the Knicks organization need to stop playing games, and they need to go and get them to uh to the Houston man, so I can go and get that two K. I'm being straight up biased, no objectivity. Like I, I need him to be on Houston, so I can go get two K. Yes, you like that? You want that team? Huh? Yeah, but I I just like the idea of it. I, I do think that like with all three of them playing, I feel like Carmelo would play more like the Team USA Carmelo than the Carmelo that we've seen the last couple of years. Because it's like, dude, it's not like he's going to go to the team and act like that's his team. Like, he knows it's hard in his team. So it's just like with Chris Paul there and all that. I feel like I feel like there's a chance that they will play well. But like Chris Bissard's been saying, and James Harden, Mike and Tony. Like, yeah. no, I'm sorry, go. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, Chris Bissard's been saying, Mike and Tony, like, he might be the biggest issue just because, like he's been saying, like you have a bunch of mid-range shooters now, or like two of your main guys are mid-range shooters. And, you know, obviously he wants people to space out. So I don't know if they're going to all, like, do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that's that's my thing, man. I don't trust D'Antoni at all. I mean, I know he had a great year last year, but um, I don't trust D'Antoni with Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony. Um, on that team, um, those aren't really D'Antoni's system type of players. Um, so I would kind of be worried about this, like how sustainable it would be. But yeah, I think I think um, that team could work out just from a player standpoint. James Harden, he said he's willing to defer to veterans um, when it comes to that leadership and listen. So. I think he'll be humbled, and I actually think they'd all be humbled and and play well together. You'd probably see some entertaining regular season games against the Warriors, um, but they would still lose in, in about five or six on the series. But. 
Dan, before okay. uh, we finish oh. up, you know, do you want to talk about the Mayweather fight? Or Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Adam. let's just quickly get that out of the way. Yeah, the whole Mayweather. Yeah, how many minutes is it? How many minutes Or less than two minutes left. All right. This Mayweather thing, obviously the joke, um, got everybody um, kind of filled, uh, fooled. I don't understand why they did a four a four uh, four state actually international tour press conference where they're both basically stand up comics. I mean, I get it; it sells tickets. But damn, let's stop falling for the hype. McGregor cannot box. Anybody who really thinks that he has a chance to beat Mayweather is sadly mistaken. And let's not think that Mayweather is actually going to knock him out. They're both counter punchers. We're about to see a boring fight. This is about to be worse than Mayweather Pacquiao. Do not pay for this fight, even though I'm going to watch it at somebody <laughs> else's house that's paying for it or at a uh, well, at somewhere bar. I don't know, maybe because it's going to be entertaining, because it's going to be funny, but don't expect a fight. That's all. But, hey, I can't hate on a man getting his money. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, I agree with your sentiments. I mean, I like the trash talk, yeah. but other than that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, McGregor's probably the best trash talker of all time uh, in in UFC. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Y'all have a good one. Stan, you're the best trash talker of all time, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Peace, guys. All right, y'all. Peace.